Welcome to Lay of the Brand, where we talk with the experts on tech marketing, creative, and PR to learn what's new, what's working, and what's next. I'm Peter Jacobs with Merit Group, and on this episode, we're looking at federal account-based and deal-based marketing. ABM and DBM are hot topics, especially for government-focused tech firms where raising awareness and building relationships are essential to gaining trust and winning contracts. But it isn't just the job of marketing or sales to introduce and maintain these programs. The most successful firms know it's a joint effort, where each team plays to their strengths. That isn't always easy. So to look at how to make that alignment between sales and marketing work, we're joined by Anamika Gupta, Director and Head of Customer Marketing, and Robert Lai, Vice President and Head of Public Sector at Fujitsu Americas. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us, Peter. Well, let's start with some level setting. The reality is every government-oriented company does ABM and DBM to some extent, even if they don't call it that. How do you define ABM and DBM specifically for the government space? Anamika? That's a very good question, Peter. And um, I would like to take maybe a couple of seconds to first of all define what is ABM? If you if you understand, in the past couple of years, um, ABM the, the the term itself has gone crazy, just like predictive analytics, right? Uh, people have started defining it um, based on what their need is. Um, but in my term, you know, when I when I look at ABM, for me, ABM is it's a long term strategic approach that requires marketing and sales to work as partners to achieve one common goal open doors or deepen engagements at high growth accounts. So when I said, I, I actually stopped at a couple of points here when I was speaking about this, there are a few things. It's a long-term strategic approach. It's, it's not a simple campaign or tactic. It is a business strategy. It's not one and done. Um, it's, it's connected and always on for each account. It is built on account-specific insight, content, and messages for maximum relevance and resonance. The other thing I said, Peter, was one common goal. And in a goal for marketing and sales need to be aligned. They need to be partnering together. What better than you can see on the podcast here, Robert and I joining together to speak to you. Um, the, the third thing I said was sales and marketing. There needs to be a perfect collaboration. They, they need to be partnering, right? Um, and why would you do that? This is about, you know, either you're d- going deeper into an existing account or you're trying to get new logos. So you're either landing or expanding, right, into high growth accounts. So it is very important to understand into each of these when you're talking about ABM. Now, when it comes to DBM, um, DBM is actually exactly follows the same approach, the same work, just that DBM has got a shelf life rather than growing an account. So in principle, if you ask me, ABM and TBM in government space is no different than what we employ in private sector. Um, but uh, you need to remember you know, a couple of things there. You need to take a couple of things into consideration. Navigating long procurement cycles, respecting complex government procurement regulations, and Robert can speak much better than me on this. Um, target audience. There's no single federal IT persona that covers all decision makers. So there's quite a bit of work to be done here so that there's not garbage in, garbage out. And please don't forget lobbyists, right? Um, Understand what inspires your target audience, who they trust and why they trust them, right? 
compliance, ethical boundaries. Um, in fact, relevant case studies work like magic in B2G segments. Um, the last I would say is being very, very particular about using the right terminologies. Um, with all this, I would say, Peter, remember, you're still you know, selling and marketing to human, right? They are no different. Thank you, Anamika. Robert, Anamika just talked about that alignment and that partnership between marketing and sales, but for a lot of organizations, that isn't always a natural fit. What needs to happen to really align those groups? Well, I, I think Anamika really said it best, Peter, in that we both have the same goal in mind. And when you both have the same goal in mind, you really can now break down in terms of what role each organization or part of the organization plays to get to those outcomes. And I know there's often a lot of debate between sales and marketing, who leads, who follows, but it really is not about who leads or who follows, but having a common goal in mind and understanding the strengths that marketing can bring to that outcome and the role that sales can play in that outcome. And when you understand that, it's really easy to work together and be aligned to the outcomes that we want. Well, tell me a little more about those roles that we just discussed. What is sales role in this partnership? Yeah, I would say that uh, marketing has a broader view, whether that's account base or deal base, uh, re reaching out to a broader base of uh, uh, relationships and contacts and uh, raising that awareness as you talked about, and also creating that interest in terms of what we have to offer and how we position ourselves in the marketplace. But then the sales takes a more active role in terms of being more in front of specific relationships, doing more specific positioning with regards to those uh, accounts or those opportunities. And I think that, that both needs to work together. Uh, when people make decisions, it's not always based on that one-to-one -one relationship or one-to-few. Uh, there's many influences that how people look at the uh, a company, their capabilities, what they have to offer. And when you can work with marketing to broaden that uh, type of uh, influence into the marketplace, that helps the overall objectives that we have in mind. Anamika, there's kind of a Venn diagram, if you will, of responsibilities. There's things that marketing does specifically. There's things that sales does specifically. And there's that overlap where you really mesh together. So from the marketing side of things as related to ABM, where do you see marketing's role? I think Robert uh, has put it very nicely. Um, it is not about who is leading, who is kind of you know taking the passenger seat. I think we keep changing that. Um, you know what we what we kind of do, Peter, um, to make it more real. We actually define a racy metrics, right? It's like who's responsible, who's accountable, who's consulted, and who's informed, right? It is very very helpful developing that racy metrics when you are working towards one common goal and you know. To, to kind of you know, make ABM and DBM successful, you need the village to come together. And that village will constitute of your sales team, your um, extended marketing team, your BDM team, your partner in business solutions, your alliance team, right? You don't know. I mean, all these come together to make ABM or DBM. In fact, it's not about ABM, DBM to make your customer successful, right? And when you, when you do that, Racy comes to like, you know, really kind of big help. So we develop that. For example, take a very quick example. Um, let's say I have a need of, um, you know, we kind of work towards one goal. We know we 
we are trying to get into this customer where we have done the segmentation. We know who is the right audience. We also understand the right channel. Now we are getting into the execution mode, which is developing the right content. Let's say um, the one of the other component for this developing content is microsite. So um, you know, I'm taking a very tactical thing here. It's like developing a microsite. You so many different things which goes in developing a landing landing page or a microsite. So the layout, the content development, the design. To me, marketing is responsible, while sales is more consulted and in some cases accountable as well. But think about things like blogs development, right? You'll see sales needs to be responsible and marketing will be accountable. So I think racing metrics helps a lot. Well, that makes a lot of sense to use that perspective. I imagine that there's things that each group is going to ask of the other. So what sort of asks do you have of the sales organization, Anamika? Um, I have very clear ask from when I get to sales is, um, you know, first of all, and, you know, and this is very, and, and this is more for fun. It's like, do you have budget? <laughs> and that is real, by the way, because DBM, specifically DBM, it's, it's get funded by sales. And which makes all the sense. And that's how we operate. But ABM um, is more of sales and marketing funded. In fact, uh, this year we have changed the model because we we have seen in the past doing some POC that uh, when there's a skin in the game from both the sides, there's a, there's a higher responsibility to the things you're doing. And there's a higher return on engagement as well and also on the investment, right? So, um, yes, budget is one thing. But the most important question where we start, um, you know, talking and discussing is that who who are you reaching out to and why do you want to reach out to? Right. What is your goal? So for me, it is very important to understand Robert and team's goal. It's like if they are needing ABM or DBM, why do they need it? I mean, I can tell you one one ground I have covered here is that I have people like Robert, leaders like Robert, who understand the the, the importance of ABM and DBM. There are organizations where people or leaders, sales leaders and leadership, they don't understand the value of ABM. And it's more about demand generation, right? They they kind of, you know, plaster it out and saying this is ABM. But I'm lucky to have an or you know team uh, where they understand the value and they understand what goes into it. So when I'm talking to Robert and team, the questions are who are you marketing, why you want to do this, what's your goal, what, what is your output? So when we agree on those, then the question gets into more, you know, tactical. It's like, okay, who is your segment? Who do you want to reach out to? So that's where you get to the, which is the most important aspect of segmentation, because your target audience is specifically into federal. Like, as I said, there's no one federal IT persona, right, that who, who can cover all decision makers. So how do you segment those? Now, uh, once you understand that, how do they digest the information? So are they kind of going into social media or are they more kind of a geofencing guys? Like they look into their mobile and all those you know things. So based on that, you determine the channel. So that's where marketing becomes an expert and says, I understand your challenge is an issue. Now let me go and do my homework and come back to you with some of the tactics we could employ, right? And Robert trusts me and my team in saying, um, I like that or I don't like that. Maybe he's going to bring some sales insights. Like I have seen my primary audience and secondary audience, um, you know, digesting information this way. So why don't we employ or maybe maybe add this to your piece of puzzle as well. So those kind of conversation helps. And then ultimately it's all about execution and measurement, right? So reporting and metrics, how this is performing. So I think those are some of the conversation which goes uh, when I am talking to sales. Okay, Robert, let me flip that back to you. When you're looking at a recompete or an opportunity to capture a new contract, 
What's the first thing you're going to go to Anamika and ask for? How do you start that conversation? Well, uh, start the conversation out by responding to her budget ask. <laughs> so it's interesting that you say that, Anamika, but it is a sales-driven um, approach in terms of uh, ABM and DBM. And I think, you know, what we look for is, again, lining up to what is the outcome we want? Obviously, that is closing a deal. But then there's many steps that gets you to getting a deal closed. And with government, uh, as most people know, there's the procurement department, there's the IT department, and then there's the, the business that actually would be looking for a uh, solution to their problem or to their uh, how they operate. So there's many stakeholders. So we I just try to map out who those stakeholders are, who can be part of the decision making or part of the people that influence or shape the uh, how they what they buy and how they buy. So those are mapped out. And then I would look to marketing to be a consultant for us. Essentially, I don't go saying I need this or that. I tell them what problem we want to solve or what goal we have, what challenges we have, who do we want to target. And I really uh, then let the marketing come back to us in terms of being a consultant to say, these are the things that we should do. And then we uh, will ultimately make a decision and proceed on the execution. Let's follow up on that thought, Robert. That's a very powerful statement about knowing who you're dealing with and the relationships that you build with them. You have to know your customer, the challenges they face, the environment they're in as well as the contributors and influencers and the ultimate decision makers. And now, of course, you can and probably should bring in some third-party data. But if you have direct data that you can pull from your CRM, that can give you a distinct advantage. Do you have the data you need? And does everyone who needs it have access to it? Yeah, I think, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Peter. We do have data, uh, such as uh, CRM data. Uh, but then there are ex external data that uh, would always be helpful as well. I think every organization today would always say the more data, the better is basically, you know, uh, how do you take all that data and make good sense of it, right? And that's where we work with marketing as well to help us dissect the uh, information that we have. And the word dynamic you use is segmentation. Segmentation is key. How you reach out to different uh, uh, people with in different functions within the government or different uh, uh, seniority within the government, they would take on information differently. Their access to information is differently. You influence them differently. All those things have to be taken into account before we do the appropriate uh, account-based marketing or deal-based marketing. So I think, yes, the answer is we have data, but we certainly look for uh, you know third-party data to help us be more informed in terms of how we shape our decision and do that segmentation that we talked about. And Robert, you mentioned segmentation several times. Anamika, you also brought that up. Can you tell me more about how you approach segmentation and how it influences your go-to-market strategy? Sure. Before I get to that question, I love one of the terms Robert used, consultant. I think um, it is very important for marketing and sales to understand that consultant word because if we take that approach, I think the alignment has already started, right? Because you, you're trying to um, you know, put the layer of not asking of what you want, but you're actually saying, I want to be a partner and a consultant. So I love that term, Robert. I'm gonna utilize that, maybe steal from you. <laughs> um, so to answer your question, uh, Peter, um, uh, maybe I'll, I'll take a step back and 
ask you this question. I'll be very curious to know if there's any company who says they have solved the data puzzle 100%. I'll be very curious. I haven't come across a company who says my data is 100% clean and I'm able to utilize that data for the proper segmentation or proper builder persona. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I haven't come across any company, have you? No, I have not. And I imagine that company doesn't even exist. If they say they can do that, then I guess I should give them a lot more credit. But realistically, you go to market with the data and the tools that you have. So working with the best information that you have available to you, you then need to build a strategy and implement it. That's exactly true. So, um, and again, we are not, we we definitely are not 100% credible data, okay? We are in the same boat. Um, in fact, I think um, we have not even fully advanced in utilizing our data accurately, right? Um, we pro but I can tell you, we are on a journey to making it a reality. Uh, the, the best part is that we now understand the gaps and you know we are working towards for building that unified customer experience, um, gathering accurate real-time action-driven customer insights. So, as an organization, we are taking some very hard decisions. We have already taken some very hard decision of building, you know, that data pool of how we can connect it together to to pull that insights out. Um, we are working with a couple of third-party intent data providers as well, but we haven't exploited this fully as 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 much as I would like to. I have not. Um, a few of our team members also kind of you know leverages the RFP mining data from various approved sites for public sector. Um, so all these data, like as you said, the data which is available to us, the best, what we could have, we kind of go with that and then do the segmentation, right? And again, this segmentation is based on who I'm going after into public sector, right? Is this education? Is this government? Who who actually are there, right? And there are, there are few who we already know that we have built credibility into that market. So we pull that data as well. Is like how, because one of the things you'll realize into B2G segment is very important. They don't work with every partner. They will work with somebody who has, build credibility into the market into certain area. So if you go with the government saying, I will, I am like everything to everybody, you actually cannot sell to customer. And something I've run, learned actually from Robert as well, from the things he does, right? So it's like who we are and what we stand for is very important. So when you're looking into segmentation, all these things goes into that, defining who is my key decision maker, who is my influencer, the lobbyist who don't forget about it into public sector, right? And, you know, then I gather sales insight. It's like, and they kind of give me all those chunks. It's like, Anamika, we missed this. I know we have conversation with these audiences every day, um, you know, and they probably are looking in day-to-day -day activity, but they need to be influenced with the information which marketing is bringing to the market as well. They need to be seeing this. And one thing you need to understand when you're segmenting this, please align with your with your sales um, into making sure that they are proving or they are kind of you know, on the same boat as you, right? When you're segmenting the data, you guys are absolutely aligned because when you do that, you start building the content from there. Now you cannot act as two different teams when you're building that content. So when sales is talking to those people in the corridor, or when marketing is taking a LinkedIn approach of targeting, they shouldn't be two different things. It should be one messaging. And you can do that when you are aligned onto segmentation and hence on the content.
Well, I believe you've covered a lot of my last question to both of you, but I'd like to know if you have any advice for government-focused organizations that want to improve what they're doing with ABM and DBM. For instance, things that you've seen a lot of companies are not doing. Anamika, let's start with you. My three best advice to this group would be, first of all, you know, please understand you're still marketing to human. Government is no different. Okay, so you cannot just say government is different. In fact, I think they need to move faster than a private sector sometime in some cases because they are marketing to citizens like you and me who are already digital savvy. We are no different, right? So they want government to react to our ask. In fact, I'm talking as a citizen as well. My ask, my queries, my, you know, I want government to respond to me as quick as I would expect other companies to do, right? So government need really need to get there. So again, think from that perspective, we're still marketing to human. It is a still the same framework. You're still going to talk to them. They have the similar needs and demands and aspirations and everything else. But you need to understand what is different from private sector, right? If you want to just compare it. Second, get internal, right? Please align with your sales. Please align with your leadership team, your delivery team. Build an ecosystem. When you're doing an ABM and DBM, first of all, you need to understand ABM and DBM cannot work in silo. It is not a it is not a segment which will succeed in silo. We need to build a village around it. It, it, it constitutes a for extended marketing team, which is your, your social media team, your events team, your content team, right? You name it. Um, and then your the most important is the sales team, right? So align it. Please act as partner in, in Robert's term, consultant, right? So it's like act consultant to each other because I am learning a lot from Robert and Robert is probably learning from the you know, expertise which we bring in to, to, to his team. The third, be extremely relevant. So when I'm, what I mean by that is that you cannot just pick something from your secondary research and go back to your truck and say, let me combine everything together and get to get to the market or get to government. No, you can you will not build credibility. You will not build trust. So you need to be extremely relevant. And for that, you need to understand your audience. So go back to segmentation, go back to persona, go back to your sales, right? And ask them the questions. How would you do that? So when you do that, you'll become extremely relevant and you'll be successful. So in my mind, I think those are the three things. Robert, what's your perspective? What advice do you have for sales and marketing leaders? Yeah, so um, Peter, I would say number one, in terms of sales leaders, typical that to see a more mature in terms of experience type of person that's been in the business a long time. And I think uh, leaders have to be able to adapt, adapt to the changing environment in terms of how people, you know, uh, buy and how people are marketed to. So really need to adapt. And I can speak uh, about myself. I've been in the business for a long time. And I would say that, uh, you know, most of my career, I leveraged my relationship uh, capabilities and relationship selling as a, you know, foundational to uh, my past success. But today, you can't just rely on relationships on that one-to-one or one-to-few. You need to have be able to uh, reach out to many to be successful. So I think number one is to be able to adapt. And I think young leaders are adapting, obviously, because they you know, grew up in more of the fast-changing world we live in. But I think the more mature, more seasoned ones need to uh, adapt like myself. So number two, I would say, you know, um, there's a lot, you talked about data, Peter. Again, you know, 
we often, sales leaders will, based on their past experience, oh, I've done that before, I got success, so I can do that again. There's so much data out there that we can use now, whether it's our own data, third-party data, use that data because that's where the world is going as well, is data is shaping our decision-making, data is shaping our strategy, data is sh shaping how we execute. So leverage data, whatever is internal or external, to develop your strategy going forward. Okay? And I say the third, this never changes, is teamwork. And in our business and the IT services business, most companies outsource to companies like us because there's a common saying, let's outsource the things that we don't do best. Let's stay close to our own knitting. So the same approach takes in this way as well. I'm not good at marketing. I'm good at sales, for example. How do I leverage the expertise for marketing to work with us to get to that outcome? I've been talking with Anamika Gupta and Robert Lai of Fujitsu Americas. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Peter. And thank you for joining us. Lay of the Brand is brought to you by Merit Group, an integrated strategic communications firm that blends the best of PR, marketing, and creative to help our clients tell their stories and build business. Got a topic suggestion or want to share feedback? Subscribe to Lay of the Brand on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review. And please spread the word and tell your friends and colleagues to tune in as well. To learn more about Merit Group and the show, check out layofthebrand.com. Merit Group.